weekend is not complete without the First Lady of New York Radio. It's the Joan Hamburg Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC. In just a, a few minutes, I'm going to introduce you to Bonnie Wan, whom you may know as a writer, author, speaker, also the head of brand strategy at a very well-known ad agency. And Bonnie Wan has created something which is really interesting. It's called Life Briefs. And, you know, when I first heard about it, I thought, I'm not a big fan of self-help books, but I was wrong because this isn't a self-help book. It's very different, and it's about teaching people or helping people live the best lives they can, how to write what she calls creative briefs for their lives, and how all this came about is really interesting, and what it has done for her and her life and opened up possibilities that most people never even thought of, it was a really good read. And thank you, Bonnie, for joining us. You did a good job. Oh, thank you. That means a lot coming from you, Joan. No, and I'm as I said, you know, with people, we get all these self-help books, and I think, you know, oh. But I was totally wrong because it's not really a self-help book. It's a living your life in the best way you can and not always going, you know, woe is me and I shouldn't have done this or whatever. So let's start with your journey and let the audience, like, how did this happen to you? You Did you start in the advertising business? What made you keep on going and learning some invaluable lessons? Yes, I, I agree with you. It's not a self-help book. It's a life strategy book because I am a career-long strategist. I've been a strategist for over 30 years now. Um, and my job is to help companies get to the very essence of who they are and what they believe so that they can innovate and act and create from that place of unique distinction. And so when I hit a big speed bump, maybe a big ditch in my own life, my personal life, my marriage, I turned to these reflexes as a strategist and did what I do for so many companies in my advertising life. I did it for my own marriage. And I like to say that doing this life brief, getting to the essence of what I not only needed, but I deeply wanted helped propel my marriage from what I call the dark chapter to the golden chapter. Now, was your partner good about going along with this? Did he get <laughs> what was bothering you? You know, we all even the closest partners, we all come to the a certain point with different outlooks. Yes. Well, he and I were very divided, as I'm sure a lot of people out there have experienced with people that they are in long-term relationships with. You um, come to these crossroads. And for me, that crossroads was telling me in my head that our marriage was broken, that I had married the wrong 
person and that he was to blame for all of my frustrations and woes. But when I started to allow myself to get messy and nakedly honest about what was going on inside me, and this is what the book really helps hold people's hand through, is how to get messy and uncover what's really going on. Not what you think is going on. And there's a big difference. And I see this all the time as a strategist. A CEO thinks that their company is stuck in one way and there's a reason behind it. But when I do the research, I pick up a whole nother insight to what's really happening with the company. And this is what happened in my life when I I allowed myself the permission to be so honest about what was going on with myself. And this is part one of the book, Get Messy. Mm -hmm. And when it came out was a whole different story. And it wasn't that my husband was the problem. It was my relationship with time and how I was spending my time and how we were spending our time. And as soon as that insight, that aha came up for me, I was able to shift my attention away from, oh my gosh, we need to separate to how do I solve for the way we are spending our time, energy, and attention. And he got very on board with that. Which is really good. So even though you came to it from slightly different directions, Bonnie, he got it. And that doesn't always happen. He absolutely got it because the alternative, Joan, was terrifying for both of us. You mean to leave the life that you were living? Yes, to keep keep down that um, road of frustration or to break up. And we had three young kids at the time. That didn't seem like the answer either of us wanted. No, and you talk, and actually, I think it was in the beginning of the book when you say, "What what do I want?" You know, do I want something for me or do I listen to all these voices giving me advice that I really don't want? How do you deal with that? You call it outside in living. Yes. Well, we, many of us are living from the outside in, but this practice, And this method is helping you live from the inside out. And I find this with leaders all the time in the C-suite. They're getting a lot of voices and opinions from other people, all with good intentions. But their gut instinct, what got them to that C-suite, is telling them something different. And it takes courage to listen to that voice inside you and go against maybe what everyone else is advising. And it's the same thing in life. We have some deep knowledge inside each of us, but often we are living the lives that other people have scripted for us, our parents, our friends, our bosses. Um, There's a lot of voices in there. It's a crowded, noisy room. And so this practice is about getting in touch with your voice, your truth, because that's where the real answers are for you. And you, from the beginning, started dealing with what do I want 
mm-hmm. you know, and you started finding it following your own and, path. Yes. Every time I allow myself to be nakedly honest in answering that question, what do I want? Not what do my parents want for me or what my best friends think or what my husband expects or what my children need. When I start from the place of what do I want, really, really want, I get a set of answers that sometimes scare me, that often makes me uncomfortable, but also gives me this incredible sense of aliveness that then drive my actions automatically. And that's the beauty. I think a lot of people think that you have to act first. And I find that when you get clear, your actions automatically fall in line with your clarity. So I like to say action is a byproduct of clarity. Mm. And did those around you understand what you were doing and what you were trying to do? Well, when we start acting as a result of getting really clear about what we want, everything just starts to shift around us. So I went in, my husband and I, in that first moment of despair, we got clear that we needed to take our time. And that meant take our time back be more intentional with how we were spending the time, not spreading it so thin, investing our time in each other and in our family and in the things we cared about instead of spilling and spending that time. And as soon as we got clear and aligned about that, we started automatically making some new decisions around our lives and surprises came out of the woodworks. People started supporting us without even knowing that we had done this um, method or practice. But I showed up at work because we found a new way of living in a different city. And this was 10 years before remote work. And I went to quit my job because I thought there were only two possibilities. I either have to stay or I have to leave. So I went in to quit and my agency just showed up and said, you know what, let's experiment. Let's have you move, but let's play with you doing your job from a different city. And if that doesn't work, then you can quit. And that became a beautiful six year chapter and it of worked. doing my job differently and being able to be my the parent I wanted to be, the partner I needed to be. And six years later, the agency made me a partner. So my career also took off. Yeah, which is really interesting. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. In the chapter called Face Your Enemies, when you asked yourself about what was holding you back, when you dealt with that, what did that do for you? 
did it help clear who these people are or whether it's just a behavior or a belief? Yes. Um, What I have found is leaning into the agitation, the discomfort of facing the stories in your head that are holding you back actually creates a momentum that propels you forward and it unlocks new ideas for how you can show up in tiny ways or big ways, but mostly tiny ways that really start to change and pivot everything. Most people want to run away from the agitation, the discomfort. And I say lean all the way into it because once you name them, confront them, then you get to rewrite them and reimagine them. And that's what I've been doing for companies for so long. And I know it works. And since I've been doing it for the last 14 years in my own life and teaching others how to do it, I also know it works for our personal lives. Right. And you talk about how people often deny what they really want. Of course, part of the problem is they don't know what they want. It's sometimes everyone else's needs that sort of fit in your brain rather than your own. But you ask the question, when people live like that, what are they protecting? Well, they're protecting themselves from being disappointed, I think, and hurt. Um, There's a fear around, if I admit what I want, what if I don't get it? Won't that be hard to deal with? And what I have found that when we don't admit what we want, even to ourselves, then that's a guarantee that we will not get it. And that's a bigger risk. That's for sure. And Bonnie, I'm talking to Bonnie Wan. She's talking about her new book and her beliefs in the Life Brief, a playbook for no regrets living. The impact on your marriage when you really started delving into it and exploring it, and it involves so many of life changes and life issues, how did you get through sort of the fear of that, that you would destroy what you had? Oh, that's such a good question. The practice, I call this a practice because it gets easier the more you do it. When we confront our fears, we get to overcome them. We get to be in practice with befriending them, naming them, and then what I say, flipping them, reframing those fears. Um, In the book, I talk about my fears around money or the lack of it, scarcity. I talk about some of the fears I faced in parenting my four kids. my fears about plateauing in my career or not addressing and embracing who I am because I traded it off uh, in order to be successful in my career and really confronting the ways that I have sacrificed parts of myself and the restlessness and discomfort that that creates, um, which doesn't make you feel alive and satisfied when you check those career boxes. So I, I've harnessed 
this practice of facing my fears so that I can really reframe and change them and use them to propel me forward into a life that is more satisfying. I'm curious, you've got all these kids and a husband and you're changing so many things and you're living your life. Were your kids aware of anything? Did they sense a difference in mom or how did you yes. handle that? Well, in little bits. Right now, they are astounded by um, the fact that people are reading mom's book. <laughs> <laughs> the mom's words are um, are getting out in the world. But yes, there have been moments where they sensed change. Um, you know, there was one profound one where I made the tiniest shift that turned our marriage and our how how my husband and I show up for each other around. I typically run out of the house. I'm too busy because I'm the breadwinner. I have too much going on, too busy to just give him the smallest forms of appreciation. And I remember one time after writing a brief about falling madly in love with him again, that I, that's what I really wanted. I stopped in the kitchen when he handed me this beautiful crafted cup of coffee as I was running out the door. I stopped, turned and thanked him with a kiss. And I remember my youngest child being in the kitchen at that time. Just looked up, yeah. shocked. And it was such a small act of kindness, but she noticed how different it was and how different the energy in the kitchen was that morning. Did you, Bonnie, as you say, you were the breadwinner. Did you resent him? Yes. In that early stage that we described, I was bitter. I felt I was doing the unfair share because I was breadwinning. I was also the housekeeper. I was also the cook. I think a lot of professional women can relate to this. But again, I could also, once I got clear, I could see where I was accountable for this situation that we were in. And once I was able to take accountability for the ways that I was spending my time and running myself ragged, it was only then that we could shift together because he wanted to help. He wanted to be there, but I was so critical and such a perfectionist and so sleepless and stressed that I wasn't giving him the space to do it because again, I had the wrong story in my head, which was that he was the problem. Right. And you, and you point out that even when your husband helped and you complain that he doesn't help enough and doesn't pitch in enough, and then you realize that even if he did, you were very critical of how he did things because he wasn't necessarily doing them your way. And your way was to you the only way. Exactly. When I was able to break it down, I saw that I was the problem or I contributed deeply to the problem. And when I was able to own that, everything shifted. And did everyone else come along with it? Did they get it? Yes. 
and it, the change happens so fast. This is the magic of um, this practice, and I've seen it with companies too. As soon as a C-suite gets clear and aligned about what they stand for and who they are in the world, everything in the company rallies around that clarity of vision. And it's the same in our lives. When we get clear about what we really want and what we believe and what we value, all of our decisions, choices, words, actions suddenly reorganize and the people in our lives reorganize around it too. Do you feel that your whole life has changed its path once you came to certain realizations? Yes, in many chapters. And here's the thing, Joan, the world is speeding up. It's not slowing down. AI is changing the nature of um, the future of work. Uh, we see the geopolitical climate. Uh, you know, we have wars going on. There, we have global pandemics. It's becoming less predictable. And in that kind of world, I think we are our own best compass for how to navigate that uncertainty. And people are out of practice, though, with tuning into what do they want, what's unique to them and distinct to their experiences that helps them navigate this really topsy-turvy, turbulent world that we are in. And this is the book that teaches a very simple method for how to tune in to that compass. Has your work life changed dramatically? I've become a better leader, for sure. Um, I've become much more clear in how companies need to propel themselves into transformation and move forward. It's also made me at home a better parent and a better partner and in many ways a better friend. Thank you, Bonnie. Good job. We'll talk again. The Life Brief, a playbook for no regrets living. Bonnie Wong. Thank you, Joan. All the best to you. We'll talk again. And I'm Joan Hamburg and you're listening to WABC. So stay tuned. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.